Welcome to the Forerunners Podcast. Let's jump right into the second part of our interview with James Moore. All right, we're back here with James Moore. Hello again. Good to be back. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Five minutes later. Yes. So, um, one thing that's really special in your life that you're doing right now is there is a series called the World Marathon Majors Series. Yes. Which is um, how many? How many? Uh, how many races? Is it's it? six marathons. Six. Um, they've got three in the U.S. It's uh, Boston, Chicago, New York, and then three international, which are London, Tokyo, and Berlin. Yes. And I want to know about the point in your life that you were sitting around or running around and thought, that's a challenge that I want to undertake. I think it's when I was first chasing getting into Boston. Um, I had gotten a BQ, but you know, with Boston, you have to put yourself a cushion below whatever the, the time standard is because you don't know how many people are going to beat that standard and what the actual cutoff's going to be. Yeah. And when I turned 40 is when I was like, oh, I need to get serious now about running because I'm only going to get slower from here on out. <laughs> so if I want to qualify for Boston, I've got to do it now. Mm-hmm. So my first year really trying for it, um, I got a BQ, but it was only like 30 seconds under yeah. the, the standard. And I said, I know that's not going to get me in. But then I realized that that time would get me into Chicago. And mm-hmm. I didn't actually know much about the world majors at the time. But I was like, well, I talked to my wife, said I didn't get into to Boston, but looks like I can get into Chicago. Let's go run that one. So I went and ran Chicago, and that's when I realized, I'm like, oh, there's actually the series of like these world major marathons, and it's a series of six. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was said, well, okay, I'm still going to try to get into Boston, but I need something to motivate me kind of beyond that. And I love to travel. I've loved to travel my entire life. Mm-hmm. And my wife likes to travel, so that kind of worked out. So I said, well, hey, there's these six marathons. What would you think about me trying to do these? And at first she was like, okay, like, what time frame are you talking about? Because this is traveling all over the world. And at the time I said, I don't know, maybe by the time I'm 50. And she was like, I don't know, that's 10 years, you're nuts. Like, we're not going to be making all these world trips. Fortunately, she's changed her stance on that now that we've gone to a couple of these. Yeah. So it's still my goal to get these all completed within the next couple of years. <laughs> nice. Um, when did you realize that it was possible? Um, or did those kind of go hand in hand? The the idea that you could, I think as I started getting faster and better about running marathons, I realized I was like, Oh, I can do this. Like, and you know, I'm fortunate enough that if I, if I space these out, we can take these as family vacations. You know, we can make this travel. Yeah. I can train for it. So it, it's definitely something we can do. And I think I realized pretty early on, as soon as Kat agreed to it, that, oh, like, we could spend a couple of years kind of chasing it. Well, I could spend a couple of years chasing this dream. And fortunately, she's very supportive of it. Yeah. I mean, it's it benefits her, too, just getting to see the world. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, last year when we went to Berlin, um, the Berlin Marathon was the day before her birthday. Oh, okay. So got to run Berlin. We took the train down to Munich the next day uh, so she could celebrate her birthday at Oktoberfest. So I, yeah. I think she was pretty excited about that deal. Yeah. Well, um, 
I kind of want to go through each experience that you've had because I know that our listeners, a lot of our listeners, uh, some of these things are their dreams. Um, they, they hope to get into them. I know I, on social media, I see a ton of people trying to get in a lot, trying to win a lottery for some mm-hmm. of these races, whether it's New York, Chicago. Um, so really your first major was Chicago. Yes. When was that? I did Chicago in 2017 based on yeah, a marathon I ran in 2016. Because 2016 was when I first got serious about running the marathon. Yeah. Um, so I ran Chicago in 2017 and had an amazing time. Yeah. I had never run in a large marathon before. It was actually, I guess that was my seventh marathon at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and the biggest one I'd ever run was probably either Richmond or Shamrock. I'm not sure which yeah. is actually larger in the marathon. Mm-hmm. Um, so getting out there and running with like 45,000 people was kind of nuts. Um, you know, like I was stressed out for the first couple of miles because I'm not used to running in a pack that long. Yeah. Typically you run in a race around here, you know, it thins out within the first mile or two, but there, mm-hmm. you know, I'm still running shoulder to shoulder five miles in. And I was like, okay, is this ever going to break up? Goodness There's just gracious. so many runners here. Yeah. Um, but it, it was just such an amazing time. And I also really love Chicago. My wife loves Chicago. We had such a fantastic time on that trip that fortunately I had a time qualifier that would get me in for the next year. So I said, how would you feel about going doing Chicago again? So we went back the next year and I did Chicago a second time. Um, you know, I, I still love that race. I love that city. I, I may be remembering this wrong. It's cool if I did. But I feel like one of our... On, on our initial talk that we ever had when we met, you I think you told me that Chicago out of all these out of all these has been your favorite. Is that did I remember that correctly or maybe not? No, I I think I may have said that. It's tough because I love Chicago. I will absolutely do that race again, assuming you know it works out and cats on board. Like I absolutely, I just love that city and I love that race. It's a, a flat course, a fast course. So if you want to go run a fast marathon, that's a good spot to do it. Yeah. Um, I also really love New York. Um, I just did New York. What just this past fall? So I think we talked probably pretty soon after that. Yeah. And I've maybe had some more time now to reflect on it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's also an amazing experience because you know you just can't beat running through New York City and both cities absolutely turn out and support the runners. I mean, it's crazy because I'd, I'd always heard when I ran Chicago the first time, people had always said that Boston and New York had the best crowd experience. And after I ran Chicago the first time, I said, I don't know how someone's going to top this. And yeah. honestly, I, I now ha- having run both Boston and New York, you know, Chicago's right there with them. Like, yeah. I, I don't know that I can say which city's better than the other one in, term, in terms of crowd support. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's just amazing. For, for the, our listeners who are going to run Chicago, because there's a couple this year that I know personally have uh, gotten into Chicago, what's the course like? I, I think it's a really good course. Um, it's super flat. Uh, the only small inclines you have are a couple of bridges, and they're not even, you know, Rudy Inlet-sized bridges. They are small, just little bumps to go over a river, Man. and that's it. And it's really great because it gives you a good feel for the city. You get to run through, I don't remember how many distinct neighborhoods it is, but you run through all of these different neighborhoods. Um, 
you know, and they have different feels to them. You, you run by the zoo and it feels a little more open. And then you run through some very urban areas. You're running through the middle of skyscrapers down like uh, the Magnificent Mile. Like it, it's, it's, a, it's a neat experience. Yeah. Um, and, and it's a good course. And is it, it's, is it usually in October? It is. It is. So it's not, I don't, maybe Chicago, Chicago is a cold place. Is it cold yet in Chicago usually? It hasn't been the two years I've run it. From what I understand, like their weather can kind of be all over the place. Like they've had absolute heat waves where it's been 90 degrees, but I think they've also had snow. Yeah. Um, I, the two years I've done it, the first year I did it, it was probably a little warm for my liking. I think we probably hit the seventies by the end of the day. Yeah. And I was super dehydrated and had a bad day. Uh, the next year it was probably sixty and rainy, and that was a much better experience. Yeah, I like running in rain. I do too. Uh, if I if I've taken care of my nipples properly. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. I I probably should have named that as one of my top five accessories earlier. Um, I do have to take care of my nipples because you chafe there and you know it. It's like fire, dude. Uh, yeah, that's the worst. <laughs> Yeah, so if, I, if I've <laughs> properly prepared, rain is great. I, I actually, every time I go run in the rain, I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be a crap run. And on my, uh, on Strava, it's always like, this is one of your faster runs on this mm-hmm. route. So it just, it cools me off. And I don't know about, I don't necessarily want to run in cold rain. But when it's hot outside, I'll try, I'll aim to go outside in the rain. Yeah, yeah. So. I think, uh, like, upper 40s or low 50s in rain is ideal race weather for me that yeah. i just seem to respond really well in that now yeah. i ran chicago or not chicago i ran shamrock in the rain a couple years ago the rain that turned into sleet i don't want to be that cold i i don't need that again <laughs> that's that shamrock go, goes down in history dude i hear about that all the time yeah so i wasn't a runner during that time maybe i'm glad i wasn't but i guess it, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger <laughs> yeah yeah i mean so you know. after chicago I'm guessing you finally got into Boston. I did. Was that the ne- the second major you accomplished? I, yes. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I qualified for Boston at Shamrock um, in I guess 2018 when we had like a r- gorgeous day. So I ran uh, Boston last year, 2019, and I mean that was really the 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 dream come true for me because when I first got into running. Um, it was the race I knew I wanted to run. My cousin actually lives in Chicago and she told me at the time, like after I had done my first two marathons in my twenties and wasn't training properly and I was way too slow. Mm -hmm. And she said, you know, why don't you just run it for charity? And I said, no, like Boston special to me. Um, I want to see if I can qualify for it. Yeah. Um, and I have, I respect anyone who runs it. You know, if you raise money for charity, great. Like that's a fantastic thing. But I really just set it as a goal when I first became a runner. I said, I'm going to qualify. I'm not going to run it unless I can time qualify. Yeah. Well, I think you had told me that the reason Boston is such a special uh, race in these majors, especially in America, is I think you can get into New York and Chicago through a lottery, but there is no lottery for Boston. Correct. You either have to run a, a time charity or um what was the other one i can't remember there's but you can't get get a lottery basically yeah i think sponsor exemption is the other way you can get in yeah so for your average runner 
Boston is, is very special because you have to either time qualify or raise money for charity. There is no lottery. Like, it's, at least to me, and maybe some folks disagree, but I think it's the most exclusive. Um, yeah. their, their time qualifying isn't as hard as some of the others, but the others have different goals in mind. Yeah. Whereas Boston, like, they want you to meet a time standard to get in or to raise money for charity. Um, you know, it has a standard, and the standard has gotten more difficult over time, which is making it tougher because everyone, you know, so many more people running, getting faster, you know, it's getting harder. The year after I qualified, they lowered the standard by five minutes. So I was like, ooh, yeah. it's a good thing I got it when I did because, you know, I trained really hard for that, and now I'd have to run even faster. Yeah, I mean, five minutes is a long, it's, it's a lot. It is. Over a marathon time. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't sound like a lot over yeah. 26 miles, but making up five minutes is tough. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, this week on social media, you posted a, a story picture that said the anniversary of the time I blew up at Boston. Yeah. So let's talk about your race at Boston. Yeah. So, you know, I, I knew going into Boston that I had a problem with dehydration. Mm -hmm. um, I, it happened to me in several races. Uh, my first time in Chicago, it slowed me way down. I had a terrible run. It happened to me uh, the next year at Shamrock and I had a terrible run and I didn't even realize what was going on. And eventually I was like, oh, like I'm just getting dehydrated. So in Boston, I'm trying to hydrate properly, like in the days leading up to it, probably doing a little too much sightseeing the day before. Like I think we walked 12 or 14 miles the day before, which oh, I've learned my lesson. I should not do that. Yeah. Um, but I got there, I felt great during the first half of the race. I met up with a couple of friends in uh, the corral beforehand, uh, Scott Ward, Brett Riley, Peter Pomerank. Mm -hmm. And I made the mistake of trying to go out with Scott and Brett at the beginning. They said they were going to go for 3.05. I said, well, that's probably a little quick for me, but maybe I'll just hang with them for a few minutes and then back down. And then I noticed, you know, the first half of the Boston course is mostly downhill. So I looked down at my watch a few miles in. I'm still hanging with them. And I'm like, we are faster than 305 pace here. We're probably closer to like a three hour, 302, 303 pace. So I can't maintain this. Like I'm absolutely going to pay for this later. Yeah. So I finally like, okay, guys, see ya. Have a great race. You know, maybe I'll find you at the end. I'm feeling okay. But then about the halfway point, I start feeling strange i can't pinpoint it but i just don't, something doesn't feel right yeah um unfortunately one of my things that i i always stress about is having to go to the bathroom during a marathon it's yeah. like my worst nightmare yeah so boston it happens to me i have to stop and use a porta potty and i'm like oh great like of, of any race why is it this one mm -hmm. so 14 miles in i'm stopping to use the porta potty have to take a couple of minutes. Yeah. I come back out and I just cannot get started again. And I don't know what's wrong. Like, so I'd been going from averaging low sevens to all of a sudden the next mile I'm at 7.30 and I'm putting everything I can into it to just get that 7.30. Yeah. The next mile, you know, I feel like I'm working really hard. All of a sudden I'm at eight minutes a mile. And then we hit the first set of like real hills at the Newton Hills around 16 and I'm walking up the hill. It's like, oh man, there's still a long way to go. What is going on? Yeah. And it still doesn't dawn on me exactly what's happening. Like I'm not great about reading my own body, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I'm struggling through it. A few more miles go by. I'm trying to drink as much as I can in case that's the issue. Um, 
as I'm walking up one hill, I notice like I start seeing a little bit of tunnel vision. Like it starts getting dark in my peripheral vision. And at that point, I'm like, I know this isn't good. Like this is bad. This has not happened to me ever when I've been running before. But I walk by a medical tent. I'm like, I could stop, but I'm finishing Boston. I've been trying for so long just to get in and run this. Yeah. Like, if I have to walk the rest of the way, so be it. I'm mm -hmm. going to get to the end. So I struggle through the next 10 miles just walking and running. Um, you know, my goals are way out the window. Yeah. Like that photo that I have on Instagram is one that they caught of me. I, I don't know where that was on the course, 20 some miles in. They're handing out popsicles. I'm like, sure, let me just eat a popsicle. I'm walking. Like, I'm not having a great day. I'm not enjoying this. I just want to get it over with. I just want to get my, just want to complete the marathon at this point because I'm, yeah. I'm not going to stop. Yeah. Um, I get to the end. I'm like, oh, thank goodness. Let me just find my family. And I really start to feel bad. Um, I, I feel like I'm going to be sick to my stomach. So I'm like, let me go into the medical tent. Like, I don't want to throw up in front of like all of these people here because yeah. like, I just can't go any further. So I kind of sit down on the curb trying to find my way to the medical tent because I'm just looking for ice. I'm like, let me cool myself down and yeah. I'll feel, I'll be fine. Just get, let me cool down. Eventually a guy comes over and he's like, you can't sit here. And I was like, sorry, man, I don't think I can get up. Like I I'm here, you know, can you find me some ice? So he's like, no, but I can get you to the medical tent. I was like, I don't know if I can walk over there. He's like, well, no, I'm going to put you in a wheelchair. And I was like, oh, this is so embarrassing. Oh, no. But, you know, it happens. Yeah. So he takes me over to the medical tent. And first there, they're like, I'm like, just give me some ice. I'll be good. So they have me sitting in on a chair. I'm keeping ice on my head, my neck. And after about 10 minutes, they're like, okay, like, you need either like, come back to one of the beds or you need to go because you know there's a lot of people that need attention. So I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, let me get out of here. You guys have more serious things to deal with. And I got up to leave. And I'm like, nope, I don't feel good. Like I'm super lightheaded. I'm afraid I'm going to fall over. So I was like, maybe I should go to a bed. Finally, they get me back there. They're, they're giving me liquids. And the doctor's like, has this ever happened to you before? I'm like, no, no, no. Like, I, you know, I felt rough after a race, but I don't know what's going on here. So eventually they, I guess, uh, check my blood sugar. They're like, it's okay. Let's check your salt levels. And they're like, it's okay. So they're like, we're going to give you an IV and see if that takes care of you. Finally, they give me an IV. I stand up and I'm like instantly better. I mean, it was like flipping a light switch. Gosh. And the doctor was like, you were just really badly dehydrated. And they was like, were you drinking out of the course? And I was like, yeah, I drank it every single stop. And I was drinking a lot by the time I was walking. And he said, well... You didn't get enough. Something wasn't right beforehand. Oh, no. So, you know, it, I, I, hopefully I learned from it. Hopefully it will never happen to me again. Um, my wife was freaking out the whole time because she's like, why can't I get a hold of him? Because my cell phone's in yeah. my checked bag, which I hadn't made, made my way to yet. Yeah. But, you know, I learned. An IV, sure, that turned things right around for me. Yeah. So maybe I have that problem too. Maybe that's why I'm cramping up so much. But what is the proper way to hydrate before a marathon? Just two weeks before, just start drinking a gallon of water every day. I mean, I try now to just to drink a ton of water, like the days leading up to it. Like, not to be too explicit, but like I want my urine to basically be as clear as possible, like the yeah. day of the race. Yeah. But then, I guess I've always hesitated. Like, I don't want to drink a lot the morning of the race because I don't want to have to stop and pee during a run. Mm -hmm. You know, and I also don't want to try to hold it for three plus hours. So. 
I don't know. I'm trying some different things now to better hydrate, like the salt tabs. Yeah. Uh, I had not been using those at that point. I've started using them since. And I've had some better marathon experiences after that one using salt tabs uh, before and during the race. So it seems to work for me. Nice. Uh, isn't It's either Chicago or Boston. I heard that there's a part in the initial, um, in the beginning of the race where you're going under a bridge or something. There's a bunch of pillars. And people stop and pee all over the pillars. Runners stop and pee all over the pillars. So you're running through puddles of pee. That's what I heard. I don't remember that in either of those locations. Man. Now, at the beginning of New York, there are, uh, when you're on the Verrazano Bridge, there are a lot of runners like stepping off to the side to pee all over the place there. It might be New York. So, yeah, that I would believe. I don't remember running through puddles. Um, but Maybe yeah. I'm just exaggerating. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I mean, at the beginning of New York, there's just a ton of runners. And for that one, I was one of the guys stepping off to the side, like into the bushes right at the foot of the bridge saying, like, I've got to go again. Because I knew it had something to do with a bat, with going pee in a bridge. Yeah, it was probably New York. Yeah. That Yeah, I mean, there were a ton of people doing that. Maybe it's at the end of the pack where it's like the, the rivers of pee, dude. It could be. Maybe yeah. there's just no could, Yeah, there, there's knows? so many people out there. Who knows? <laughs> Um, so your next one was Berlin, right? Yes. And what, what, what method did you use to get into Berlin? Uh, that was lottery. Okay. Um, so I, you know, I had a really lucky year with lotteries because, uh, New York was also lottery for me. Yeah. Um, they both have time standards that you can meet to get in, but they're both pretty tough because they, they kind of take the flip view of Boston, whereas they want to make it a race kind of open to any runner. So they don't want to fill it up with just time qualifiers. Yeah. I, I think for Berlin, uh, I want to say it's 245 for men is the cutoff to qualify. So you have to be really quick to make that one. New York, I think it varies a little bit on age. But even for my age, it's a sub three marathon and I'm not there yet. Yeah. So, gotcha. um, but yeah, Berlin was amazing. Like I first time I applied for that lottery, got in, told my wife, I was like, well, I guess we're going to Germany this year. And, you know, as I said earlier, it was her birthday weekend. So she said, fantastic. Let's make a trip of it. So we spent a week over there. It was awesome. Yeah. How did that marathon go for you? That was much better. That was really my, my A goal marathon after I had such a rough go of it at Boston. I, I, um, I really wanted to focus on it. Um, I don't love fall marathons, even though I've run a bunch of them. Um, most of the majors I've run have been fall marathons because I hate training all summer long, like long runs in the summer, especially here, you know, you know, six o'clock in the morning, it's already super hot and humid, mm-hmm. but I figured that would pay off. Um, and it, it, the summer, the summer humidity heat training here really did help there. Yeah. Um, it's my second, second fastest marathon to date. Um, I really probably could have set a PR there. Um, but I struggled a little bit over the last couple of miles. I think some of it was just it kind of rained uh, lightly through most of the race and yeah. then it picked up as we got later and I was just soaking wet and I had some blisters on my feet mm. um, and I, I think that's what really just cost me a little bit at the end. Yeah. What's that course like? Um, it, it's a, a pretty quick course as well. Um, it's flat. It's I'd say it's not as flat as Chicago. There are a couple more climbs in it but there's nothing significant. Um, it, it's, it's a very quick course. You kind of cruise in and out of the city. It's cool. Like you get to see um, some historical thi- historical things. You run through the Brandenburg Gate just before the finish, um, which it's very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it's 
it's neat. I, I also have a hard time sometimes remembering it because I get so focused on just like watching the road ahead of me. Yeah. I don't always do a great job of paying attention to what's going on to yeah. my left and right as I'm racing. Mm-hmm. I st- when I'm in a when I'm in a race or a long distance race, I take in a lot of the sights in the beginning, and then when it starts to suck, I start not focusing on anything but how bad it sucks. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I yeah. If someone could give me some advice on how to like enjoy the experience a little bit more, I I could use that because I don't <laughs> often pay attention to what I'm running through, and it's the, it's the real shame about Berlin is yeah. I don't remember a lot of what I saw during the course because I think. When when I was on pace, like I was just so focused on staying on pace, like the only things I remember seeing are my watch and like the runner slightly ahead of me. Yeah, I, I think you were the one who told me that a lot of times when you're running distracted in a beautiful place, your watch is a lot of times your watch is the reason. I can't remember. I think it was you who told me that. Maybe at the Seashore 50K, but somebody had told me, you know. If you're wearing a watch and you're focused on your time, that can take away a lot of a lot of the beauty, or from you noticing a lot of the beauty yeah. around you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Y'all made a Europe trip out of that, didn't you? We did. Well, ju- I mean, it was just uh, just Germany. Gotcha. Um, but we spent a week over there when we went because you know, as I said, I just, I love the travel. Um, I've been to Europe a couple times. Yeah. Um, I had never been to Berlin, so that was really neat. So we we set up the trip so we drive a couple days before the race and then just have several days after to really enjoy it gotcha. uh, because I've learned I can't sightsee before the marathon because then I spend too much time on my feet yeah um, I know there's on social media there's some there's a picture of you running in front of the Eiffel Tower is did you go run a race there no um, just... we just went there on vacation with my wife's family oh, okay and I was looking for any race I could find and I just could not find any. Like I was like, let me just find a 5K, 10K. It does not matter. I just want to run a race while I'm in Paris. Yeah. Um, did, that didn't work out, but I ran every single day that I was there, and it was just amazing. Yeah. So yeah, I took my phone with me everywhere I went, and I never run with my phone. But there, I was like, oh, I'm gonna like get some great pictures while I'm here. So yeah, yeah that that was incredible. And it, the the best part for me from a running point of view was. I left, you know, like 90 degrees and humid here to uh, early summer in Paris. It's like 60 and no humidity. So every run felt amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's talk about the last uh, major that you've that you've done, and that's New York. Yes. And that was, that was pretty darn recent. Yeah, yeah, just a couple of months ago. Yeah. And that was the first marathon that I didn't set a time goal for myself going into it. I said, well... I had a goal, but it wasn't like set a PR. I didn't want to put that pressure on myself. So I wanted to just really soak that one in. And I'm so glad I did it because I just had the best time. That's probably like the best experience I've had at a marathon. Yeah. And my like my race time was actually still pretty good. Yeah. But just like the experience was amazing. Like I was so stoked that I got to meet up with a couple of friends even before getting to Staten Island for the beginning of the race, like went down to the uh, the ferry and ran into Chris Free and Scott Ward. So like hours leading up to the race, I'm just sitting there hanging out with two of my like great running friends. Yeah. And I mean, it was awesome. I, I got to see Scott again during the race, chatted with him for a couple of minutes. And I, I really tried to make an effort to just 
take in the sights and not worry about the watch so much. Like I, I was running hard. I was going as hard as I could pretty much throughout the race. But that one, I actually do remember more of what I saw. Like I can, I can remember distinct things about the neighborhoods, like going over the bridges, um, you know, just taking in the sights and the, the sounds of New York and paying attention to the crowd and how great their support was. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, it was just tremendous. I wish I would do that more, but I think I was only able to do it so much because I wasn't so as focused on my time as I typically am. Yeah. Um, did you pretty much stay strong through the whole race? or I, I slowed down um, because I, I started quick. I mean, I started close to PR pace. Uh, but I think by 10 miles in, I said, you know what, like, I probably don't have it today. So let me just get down to a hard but more manageable pace and really try to enjoy it. Yeah. And I think it's, I probably saw Scott like nine or 10 miles into the race. And, you know, Scott was injured at the time. So, you know, I know he wasn't having the day that he had originally hoped for when he found out that he was running New York. Mm -hmm. But just chatting with him for a minute... I, I kind of switched my mindset at that point, and I think it was just talking with him really switched it for me. I was like, okay, I'm going to sit back and enjoy this. I'm still going to run hard, but I'm not going to get down on myself if I have to stop and walk or if I have a, a mile that's a little slower than I'd like it to be. Yeah, That's fine. Um, you know, I, I knew that I had another friend, Norman, who was going to be with a group of people at, I think, mile 23-ish, and... Uh, he was there with, uh, what's the drinking group? Uh, it's, I, I don't even know. I, I can't believe I'm... There was a group from here there? I don't know if he was... I don't think he was here with a group from, um, from here. Uh, but I think he was there with... It's a, a running group that like drinks a lot. They call themselves like a, a drinking club with a running problem. And I, I can't believe I'm completely spacing on their name. Yeah. Um, oh, that uh, Hashers. Um, oh, okay. that, um, so he was there with them. So I was like, oh, I'm going to see him and he'll probably have beer. So I ran in, ran into Norman. He's like, do you want something to drink? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, it's beer. I'm like, I know. So I, I stopped for a second, chugged some beer. And like, it was just before you enter Central Park and just like, you know, soaked it all in. It was fantastic. Yeah. Central Park's deceiving, dude. It is. It's like uphill. Yeah. It's, I don't even understand it. I ran it, I ran it a couple times when I was there the week before you were there. And, uh. I was like, gosh, this this is just constant uphill. <laughs> like, on... Yeah, I, I have seen, the, I've watched the New York Marathon on TV. So, like, I've seen, like, them running the course, and I don't remember it being so hilly. And I also didn't realize that once you got into it, that you went back out at a certain point. So when I left, New York, uh, left Central Park during the race, I was like, what is happening? Like, I don't remember ever seeing this. Yeah. Fortunately, you turn right back in. I'm like, okay, like... I'm hurting at this point. We're, we're pretty far into this. Let, let's just get to the end while I'm still enjoying this before it completely turns on me. Yeah. yeah. Um, but fortunately, we turned back in and I got to finish. And I was like, okay, good. Like, I'm not like in bad shape. I, I feel great about this. Yeah. I Maybe you just gave me my new marathon goal. And that's to maybe just enjoy a marathon. Because I don't. Yeah. There, It seems like that, that'd be a pretty difficult goal to achieve but i feel like if i can enjoy a marathon my time will probably be pretty good too yeah so. yeah my time was not bad in new york and yeah. yeah i really enjoyed that one i mean i wish i would have set a pr and enjoyed a race as much as i did that one yeah um you know setting a pr also feels pretty good but yeah you don't enjoy the run quite as much or at least i haven't yeah yeah so you've got two majors left 
Yeah. And that's Tokyo and London. Um, we're going through, the world's going through a hairy time right now, but eventually those will, those will come back. And uh, I've, you've, you talk, told me uh, previously that the times to get in those are, are like ridiculous. Yeah. Um, London, you actually can't time qualify for unless you're a UK resident. I think, I'm pretty sure their time qualifications are only for their residents. Oh, okay. Um, so that one I've got to do either charity or lottery. Yeah. Um, I've entered the lottery for it once and didn't get in. Um, so I'm going to start entering that one every year. And Tokyo, the, the time is not within my reach yet. I, and I can't remember what their time is, but it's, it's tough. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I'll probably just keep uh, approaching the, the charity or lottery option on that one as well. Yeah. If, uh, if you ever decide to go the charity route, I think you got enough people here that support you that you'd probably be able to get the funds for whatever charity you pick to be able to get in. So Well, well good, because I, I will definitely be hitting my friends up yeah. uh, if that becomes an option for you me. you probably do that with confidence. <laughs> but it's kind of cool that you, you're uh, open to maybe reaching the time qualifying goal for Tokyo, too. Um, but, yeah, those... Uh, what have you heard about Tokyo and London? Um, I've heard L London is just absolutely amazing. Like, a lot of people who... I don't personally know anyone who's run it, or at least no one's shared with me, but everything I've read like online, everyone's like, this is the best marathon I've ever run. Yeah. Um, it's a, a, another pretty quick course, um, so I, I think it's fairly flat. I've been to London, so I, I already love the city, but that city definitely turns out for it as well. Yeah. I think Tokyo is a tougher course, where it's definitely hills. Um, I've never j been to Japan. Um, so that one's actually the one I'm probably most excited for because I just, I want the whole experience. Like I want to make a vacation out of that. Yeah. Like to just go experience like a completely different culture than what I'm used to. Yeah. Um, because in, you know, even I've been to Germany, I don't speak German, but that won't be quite as different as stepping into Tokyo. Yeah. Man, that's, I'm excited for those times, especially after hearing these other stories about the other four majors, um, just to be able to see you uh, realize these goals is going to be really exciting for the whole community. Yeah, and well, there's a couple of other guys in the community uh, chasing down the, the well, same dream. Well, who are they? Um, I know Avi is working towards it. Uh, Chris Free. Um, I think Chris is going to be the first one of us who gets there, to be honest. Oh, really? I, I think he'll get there because I'm pretty sure he's running Berlin this year, which will be his fourth, so he and I will have the exact same four. Gotcha. Um, and Chris is a lot faster than me, so he's going to hit that time qualifier for Tokyo. Gotcha. Um, and I know there's some other folks that I, I'm, I'm sure I'm forgetting, but I know those two off the top of my head. Adam Poole is another one who I think is uh, working towards this. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's it's an awesome goal um, and a ridiculous achievement if you get there, no matter how you get there. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, they give you a cool uh, finisher's medal once you finish your sixth marathon. Really? Uh, you get uh, one like a, the company that puts it on. Uh, gives a separate medal, so you let them know when you have five and once you've gotten into your sixth, and they have like you get your finisher's medal for the race itself, and then they give you an additional one for completing the major series. Oh man, that's so. That's I, awesome. I want to get that bad boy hanging on my uh, wall. 
Yeah. Is it the same every year? Or I mean, I think it I is. Think it, it just has to be the same. Yeah, it's basically just one, and it has uh, like they call it their six star medal. Yeah. Uh, because they they give you a star for each uh, race you complete. So yeah, that's, it's got something for all six of them on there. That's freaking awesome, dude. So I know we're in funny times, but let's talk about your current goals, like your the goals that you have right now. Right now, um, it, it's tough because. Yeah, I I would like to get into pacing more actually. Yeah. Um I had paced um half of the Outer Banks Marathon in the fall. It was the first time I'd ever done any pacing and then I paced the one city half earlier this year and I was hoping to do more of that uh throughout the summer. So yeah. I got myself or building into the spring, um I was building up to marathon shape, but it's because I wanted to try to get out and do some pacing. Oh, okay. So um, I had such a good time doing it the first time that I was like, you know, it's actually great to get out here and have a different pressure on myself. The pressure yeah. of like hitting a time that I know physically I can meet, but making sure that I stay on point and trying to get this group of people to, you know, meet their goals. Yeah. Um, it was, a, it was a different challenge, but I really enjoyed it. It made the, the, both races where I've done this a lot more fun. Yeah. Um, so it was a different perspective on it. So I really enjoyed that. That's that's kind of what I'm looking for now. And then I do have some personal race goals, but I mean, it's all just getting faster at every distance, basically. Yeah. Um, let's talk about maybe some big time goals, like after you've hit these marathons. Do you have anything that you look forward to do doing other than uh, these two majors? Yeah, um, I mean, I, I definitely have some some time goals. I, I think my still like the biggest goal I'd like to hit is I want to break three hours in the marathon. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'll ever do it because that, it's still a big jump from where I am. Mm -hmm. um, but that that threshold is like the goal that I'm always kind of working towards. I know I need to work harder. There's a lot of things I need to change, but I don't think it's without it's it's not beyond my grasp. Yeah. So. Are there any races or marathons maybe that you want to run that aren't majors that are kind of like dreams? Yeah. Um, Big Sur in California is definitely one. You and Drew should freaking plan a trip to do that because that's what he said. Yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah. I didn't remember that. He did. Um, that That's definitely a top one for me. And they actually do, um, somebody puts on one, they call it the B2B where you run Boston and then Big Sur six days later because Boston's on Monday. And then Big Sur is the following Sunday, I believe. And I had a friend who ran Boston with me last year who did that. She and one of uh, her other friends um, did both of those. And I want to do that. Are you the kind of guy who can run pretty soon after your marathon's over? I've never tried something like that. But I typically get back out. And if I have a marathon on Sunday, I'm usually running again on Tuesday. Just a couple of miles and really slow. Yeah. But I've been pretty fortunate on the injury front where I'm able to bounce back pretty quickly from a marathon and, and get back out there. Um, I, I don't like to take a lot of time off. I, I like to, to keep running. Yeah. Um, I, I've done it after pretty much every marathon, especially like the past couple when I've been you know, in New York or Boston or Berlin, I'm like, well, I'm here. I want to get out and run a little bit more. Yeah. Had you, when you went to New York, was that your first time in New York or had you been to New York? Several times? I, I've been uh, on vacations before. Yeah. Gotcha. Nice. Yeah. I, I really loved it. I, I think running through that whole city would be just incredible. Yeah. I, I mean, it's tremendous. I, I think everyone should 
try to get in and run New York. Like if you're interested interested in a marathon, that's a great one. Like yeah. You you you're gonna have a great experience there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Aaron DeBoard, he he got in in an interesting way. He ran the virtual NYC marathon the year before, and that gets you in. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Okay, because yeah, I knew it. I knew Aaron ran it this year, and he had a really good day there. Yeah, I mean, I just think that's kind of a cool way to get in. That yeah, you kind of get you just enter the virtual race and guarantee yourself a spot there. Huh, that's so, awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So we're gonna wrap up by doing our this or that kind okay. of lightning round, and uh, we're just gonna hit them. Here we go. Ready. Cold or hot running? Cold. Yeah. Group or solo running? Group. Yeah. <laughs> Music or silence? Silence. All right. Trailer road? Road. Uphill or downhill? Downhill. And I don't understand why people say uphill. I, just, I don't I th- get it. I think downhill can hurt more. I don't know. Uphill hurts me. I, that, <laughs> man, I work running uphill. Yeah. <laughs> different strokes for different folks, I yeah. guess. Uh, gel or chew? Chew. Morning or night? Morning. Long or short? Long. And this one I know already know the answer to because it's been 100% the same answer. Garmin or Apple? Garmin. Yeah. Cake or pie? Cake. Yeah. Here we go. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. All right. Seinfeld or Friends? Ooh. Seinfeld. I love them both. Do you? Yeah. I, I, I figured it would be a split between the women and the men that I talked to. But, hey, Friends is entertaining. Yeah, so. I, I loved it when it was on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> action or comedy? I want to say action comedy. I feel like that exists. I yeah, feel like, like uh, Marvel movies are a lot of, yeah. a lot or of comedy. Or like Bad Boys. <laughs> nice. But if I had to, I'll, okay, I'll go comedy. Yeah. Comedy kind of brings joy. Yeah. So it's a good one. Fruits or veggies? Fruits. I'm not a big veggie guy. Yeah, I understand that. Now, the one everybody waits for. Harry Potter house. Do you know it? Yes. I'm Hufflepuff. <sighs> Hufflepuff. <laughs> yes. We got another Hufflepuff guy up in the house. Um, well, I appreciate your time with us. It's. I know that uh, people are going to be chomping at the bit to hear about these majors, man. And uh, I'm excited for you uh, to be able to get back with your friends yeah I, I can't wait I mean I can't wait to get out there and run with you we gotta get you out here and run with our groups yeah man Drew was telling me the same thing he was <laughs> I don't know y'all Drew Crew's been picking up the pace lately so but I'll have to come to another one of those a little slower groups no so. no no what, what, everyone can run with Drew Crew <laughs> maybe I'll come out there alright man thank you very much but thank you man this was awesome yeah Thanks for tuning in to our interview with James Moore. James inspires me to make bigger goals and to run with my friends. On the next episode, we feature Sham Steyer. Sham organized a six-person team to run 340 miles from Santa Monica to Las Vegas. Next week, we'll talk about his origins, his family, running in the Navy, and his dreams to qualify for Boston. But until then, this is Danny, signing off. Godspeed.